0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joe Person from the Athletic covers the Carolina Panthers. And boy, this has been a year. Um, Before we get to the fact that David Tepper has a target on his back,
1: um, did you see it spiraling out of
0: control this
1: quickly? Only in the last couple of weeks, it just was about the moment Frank Reich reclaimed uh, offensive play calling. Mm-hmm. Three three games after giving it up, yeah, it was like, okay, this is a man who thinks his job's on the line and on the on the line now. And that was right around the time they went to Chicago, I think, yep. and just laid an egg on Thursday night, and and the offense actually looked worse uh, as it. Actually, that might have been Thomas Brown's last game. Yeah, I think it was Thomas
0: Fra- Brown's last game. Yeah, it,
1: it, it was. It was when Frank took it, but but Frank made the ill ill-fated decision that night to go for a 59-yard field goal in the cold at <laughs> Chicago. But but then then he comes back and he takes it over, and the offense looked worse under Frank Wright. Right, and it David Tepper had just seen enough. He'd seen enough losses. He'd seen enough. Boring, unproductive offense. And he's probably very tired of seeing the quarterback wh- whom he had mortgaged the farm for um, get thrown to the ground in the turf, you know, seven, eight times a game. And so it was time in, in David Tepper's mind. You know, do they gain much by doing it now? I don't know. I mean, they, they, they were going backwards. And if this season was always about Bryce Young's development, and when that started to regress, Something
0: had to give. Joe Person from the Athletic at at Joe Person. Jo, I'm sorry, at Joseph. Very formal on Twitter. Let's uh, get
1: that. Let's <laughs> get that right.
0: <laughs> very formal. I'm going to wear a tie next time we talk. Uh, so now, uh, Tepper has become the target everywhere. I mean, I've talked about it for a while. It's not just this year. Um, I think Dave, David has involved himself uh, too much. In the day-to-day football operations. And I've always said it takes a long time to learn how to be an owner. Um, But now he's the target. He doesn't seem to be handling that very well.
1: No, he's... Listen, he... I mean, from that Chicago game I referenced where the, the Amazon Prime cameras saw him shaking his head in the press box or the owner suite. And then uh, last week I'm in Tennessee. He walks <laughs> out of the visitor's locker room, drops the F-bomb. Like, no, this is a man. And I think the whole building started getting tight, um, you know, as, as these losses mounted. And and that stopped, started from from the top down. Um, David Tepper's press conference, he he did. It was very clear to me. His handlers wanted to present kind of a more humble David Tepper who took some responsibility for all this. I saw some of that. He, it it was in lieu of any real actual information about <laughs> right. why he fired why he fired Frank Reich, what direction they were going to go, etc. But, um, yeah. I mean, listen, he can't help himself. Like right. he's that guy that was. Just wildly successful to the tune of $20 billion in his, other in, in his other business. And he thinks he can, you know, take crappy stocks and turn them into gold here. And it, it's, a, it, it's apples and oranges. He's got to really, really, this next time around, let the football people do the football stuff.
0: Okay, so that has been – I was listening to uh, the ESPN Morning Show and Chris Canty said he's got to let the football people do football people things except that uh, how much confidence does David Tepper have that Scott Fitterer, the football guy, that he's going to do the right thing or uh, is capable of rebuilding the roster since three years of draft – hasn't really netted a ton.
1: Yeah, I think Scott Fitter's future is still very much twisting in the wind. Um, maybe he survives. It doesn't feel that way. You know, he wasn't at the press conference the other day, mm-hmm. which I thought he seemed noticeable by his absence. Yeah, the, the drafts you mentioned, he had a terrible free agency with, with – you know, Adam Thielen's been really the only free agent of who's done anything. Miles Sanders has been really bad. DJ Shark's been hurt and inconsistent. Hayden Hurst, uh, it's really was never given a chance and now he's in the concussion protocol. So yeah, it's, it, it's not good. There's not a lot of pelts on the wall that, that Scott Fitterer can point to. And so, and especially d- depending on who David Tepper wants to hire. I mean, Jim Harbaugh and or Bill Belichick, someone like that, they're not gonna want Scott Fitter around. Right. Like they're gonna want to do their own personnel stuff. And uh I don't know. Maybe he survived. I don't necessarily get that feeling, but but I don't you know, I don't have it concrete, obviously, or I would have reported.
0: <laughs> Joe Person from The Athletic is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. You mentioned I mean, Harbaugh I this is not the most attractive job, I guess, uh, that will come, o- come open. We'll talk about right. the, uh, where it may be slots in a minute. Uh, but Ben Volan from the Boston Globe, their national NFL writer, said keep an eye on Bill Belichick. It would have to be a trade situation because I don't think Robert Kraft is going to part with him under contract uh, without some level of compensation, even if I think New England might want to move on from Bill but can you see Bill Belichick
1: here? It doesn't feel like a great fit to me. And I know Ben Ben's, Ben's a friend and we've known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, Ben Ben's connected. I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Belichick's going to keep his options open. Uh, it, it, I think he's going to ask around about David Tepper and see if, this. Right and and frankly, a guy like Belichick might be who David Tepper needs, who's going to tell him like no, because <laughs> they're not a lot in these six years here. I think Ron Rivera would do it to some degree. Uh, in fact, I know he did. But other than that, there's just not many people who've come through here that been willing to just you know speak their mind to David Tepper and be- Belichick would now w- would. Would it would it be a decent marriage, a, a viable marriage? I don't know. I mean, I think Belichick, as you mentioned, that we're going to get to. He's going to have other offers, right? I think. I think. Um, but you know, Tapper can throw a lot of money at people. Uh, that's. I mean, he's he's paying more for coaches that don't work here anymore uh, than some teams like the Chargers spend right. on coaches uh, who are still under their employ.
0: Uh, it's 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 funny. He's spending more money on ex-coaches than Texas A&M. Uh, Joe Person from the Athletic is joining us here. So, how much does David Tepper and his his history? I was going to say recent history, but it's l- basically less than six years as the owner of the Panthers. How much does his history uh, make it challenging to find the next coach?
1: I do. There there are people. Uh, around Tepper who who are, ha- have that concern that, you know, it, 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 is, is their list going to be truncated because of of his reputation and his history? And, you know, we'll see. I mean, Ben Johnson, I mean, Ben Johnson, he kind of turned down everyone last year, and there right. were rumbles that he had had a bad interview in Houston and maybe some realization that he wasn't quite ready yet. So he goes back to Detroit. Tepper really likes Ben Johnson. So, but, but here's another guy who I think is going to have other offers. Right. Um, will they be as financially lucrative as the Panthers? Maybe not, but then you start though, considering the idea of like, do I really want to come there? The quarterback? Yes. He's the number one pick, but you know, cause if you don't, if you're Ben Johnson and you come here and go 3 and 14 and 4 and 13 back. I mean you might not get another head coaching job. but right. so he's going to be very careful. He's a bright guy. He's got you know he's got smart people around him. So I think I think Tepper might run run into that. That that's a piece of this too. Just this roster and the attractiveness not just the owner issues, mm-hmm. but the roster is. Uh,
0: the roster's um I mean I've I've had these conversations. I think I think they should completely tear it down. I would, I would, I would make a list of every asset I had and see what I could get for it. And if I could repair some draft capital, I would do it. Uh, and that includes, as much as I like Bryce Young, that includes considering trading him uh, if I could recoup some uh, a first round pick and maybe a little bit more. I don't know what the value is for Bryce Young uh, on the market, but uh, I have a. Really, one more question for Joe Person before I let you go, and I know it's crazy for you today, uh, as it should be when something like this happens. The only thing that David Tepper actually answered, I felt, at the press conference was that, essentially, he finally got around to it, uh, was that the room was united on Bryce Young. That they that everybody wanted Bryce Young. David Tepper simply signed off on it. I don't know if that's hundred percent accurate or not, but that's the only thing he really did answer, in my opinion. My question really is whose decision was it to trade from nine to one to get Bryce Young, uh, or uh, or was? I'll just leave the question right there. Whose decision was it? Was it to trade up?
1: Uh, Tepper was ready. I mean, they'd done the the quarterback carousel with Bridgewater, Darnold, Mayfield. And they thought it was a deep quarterback class, and I think they were okay going to one or two. Um, Tepper said that. uh, No Mm -hmm. thinking about it on my part. And what's interesting to me, and so, yes, I think the idea germinated with him and Fitter together. What's interesting to me is, but for... The Texans owner McNair stepping in and telling um, Nick Cusario that that he wasn't comfortable trading all the way up to one. I think this could have worked out to where the Texans draft Bryce Young, the Panthers get to take C.J. Stroud and keep D.J. Moore, yeah, and they might still have a you know they 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 wouldn't be giving up. That maybe they still give up that first round pick this year, but point being is there was some bad luck involved because I think I think that it's from what I've been told the Titans were excuse me Texans were ready to to take Bryce Young at one had that three team trade worked out but right. it didn't and here the Panthers are and you know of course they're going to have to say they're they're committed to Bryce Young I mean and 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 listen I have been very hesitant. to to flush him like so quickly and and I'm not because I didn't love the scheme for him and I don't love what they've surrounded him with Mm -hmm. would I have liked to have seen some more sort of special traits at this point you know after 10-11 games yeah I would Um, and and I've seen flashes but not nearly enough to to make me convinced but I'm still I'm still you know holding out some judgment because of those other factors